1: Welcome back. 2:20 is the time here at KSL News Radio. We will continue to follow the proceedings in the impeachment trial taking place right now in the Senate of the United States. Uh, today, the question is constitutionality. There will be a vote later on, and the highest of likelihoods is that the vote will pass. The Senate will uh, will deem this to be a constitutional endeavor. And tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, mid-morning, there will be uh, an earnest commencement to these impeachment proceedings where the merits or lack thereof uh, regarding the article of impeachment, the inciting of an insurrection uh, against former President Donald Trump will commence and we'll bring those to you in their entirety uh, tomorrow. Uh, For the time being, though, we're stepping away. We're stepping away to uh, matters that are much more important, if I'm honest. Uh, Over the course of Uh, The past year or so, we have a number of times turned to Brigham Young University to share the details and findings of some fascinating studies. If you remember in May of last year, I I shared with you uh, that I I didn't grow up in in a video game home. Uh, my dad, Bob, uh, not a big fan of video games, and so they were forbidden in the Lonsbury home, and I didn't grow up with the Xbox or anything like that. And what it did to me is what it it instilled kind of an attitude about video games. Like, my dad's attitude kind of got passed down to me, and I presumed that uh, if you grew up playing video games or played them in adulthood, that you're probably going to rot your brain. Well, uh, there was a professor of family life at Brigham Young University uh, and the lead author of a study researching exactly that question. And uh, it was ultimately the conclusion that, nah, nah if, you're, if you're wise about your time, uh, it can be an all right thing. It can be an all right thing. That professor was uh, Sarah Coyne. Haven't spoken to her since uh, last year. And I am sorry that the, the circumstances are such that we are speaking to get under these terms. But she has a new study. And it discovers something, something very unfortunate uh, about teenage girls and their relationship with social media. W- with that, uh, I'll welcome to the program Sarah Coyne, a professor of family life at Brigham University and the lead author of this research. Uh, professor, welcome to the program. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on.
1: Uh, t- talk to me about this study. What did you look at and what did you learn?
2: Yeah, so to my knowledge, this is the longest study that's ever been done on social media use and how it impacts suicide over time. Uh, we started when adolescents were about age 13, and we looked at their media habits across a decade of time to see what patterns might be most predictive of suicide risk in early adulthood.
1: And uh, how, how, many, how many people did you look at? How did you encounter them? What were your interactions with the, the subjects like? What, what, uh, what kind of questions were asked over time?
2: Sure, yeah. It includes 500 adolescents from the Seattle, Washington area. And at the start of the study, we um, went into family homes and asked all sorts of questions about media and mental health and family processes and things. And then gradually the research turned online as kind of they got older and scattered. Um, In terms of the findings of the research, so we found that for girls only, starting at really high levels of social media use around the age of 13, about two to three hours a day that increases over time over the next decade is the most predictive of suicide risk in emerging adulthood, um, and we didn't find anything for boys over time, which I was really surprised about.
1: Well, what uh, c- characterize the the nature of high social media use? What what are what are the 13 year olds uh, doing daily? What's their interaction with social media like?
2: Yeah, I mean, we found like there was this cutoff, right? So if it's above two to three hours a day, well, two to three hours a day or more, that seemed to be like kind of the, the cutoff that, that was then predictive over time. Yeah. And social media, right, can be all sorts of different things. So um, whether it's like traditional, like Facebook or Instagram, um, with a TikTok, uh, Marco Polo, like there's all sorts of different um, ways to use social media nowadays that didn't exist back when we started the study.
1: And, and you didn't see any of, the, any of the relationship with suicidality with the experience of the, of the young men. Any, any idea why that's the case?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So in general, girls are a little bit more finely attuned to relationship issues, and they tend to uh, internalize relationship stress a different way than boys do. Uh, social media can be sometimes, right, kind of a minefield um, all sorts of relationship stressor, stressors, and so I think girls just kind of feel that a little bit more deeply and a little bit more differently than boys do, which is may explain why uh, we're seeing these different effects over time. Girls are also more likely to have social comparisons online, where they're comparing the way they look or their popularity or their intelligence with others. Um, they're also feel higher levels of FOMO um, and also really feel those like social exclusionary uh, behaviors really deeply.
1: None of those three categories kind of rose to the top as the as, as the one main culprit, huh?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and we didn't particularly look at those in the current study. We just looked at the time overall. But other research shows that those are all kind of risky. Sure. Sure. Uh, well,
1: what are the takeaways with this information? Uh, what can what can families do? What can how can behavior be altered to, you know, to to, to move away from this unfortunate reality? Or at least the findings of this study. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's a great, great question. And I am really of the mindset that that media, like I'm, I'm more balanced. you know there's positive uses of media and there's risky uses of media, and like media is not innately bad at all, right. And so something that I learned from this study is that there is a really risky pattern that is easily avoidable, right? So at age 13, kids are just not developmentally ready to be spending three or four hours on social media a day, right? They're not mature enough to be able to interpret all of the things that they're seeing. So 13, 14 is a good time to start social media, but I always start at really low levels. I think 15, 20 minutes a day is, you know, a nice starting point that you can then gradually increase over time. That type of pattern was not risky for suicide risk in emerging adulthood at all, right? So it's this more kind of moderate view. And that's something that... As parents, you can really uh, talk to your kids about and then have some control over as well, just to help them get in good good habits over time.
1: Let, let's say that there is a teenage girl, or let's say she she ten years ago started out as a as a thirteen year old uh, engaged heavily two three hours of social media daily. Uh, she's at a point in her life where uh, I she's got some she's got some bad feelings, some bad thoughts. Is there a way to? And I don't want to use this word because it's it's not appropriate. But is there a way to? Uh, Can you deprogram? Can you can you walk back the impact that social media has had on uh, on a decade of life?
2: Yeah, to some degree. Right. It's going to take work and effort. But there's some really cool research coming out about being mindful around media use and mindfulness is kind of a buzzword, but it's really important. And so it's just the ability to be present without judgment, to be thoughtful about what you're seeing on social media and how it's impacting you to be aware of that, right? And you have to get in kind of a a different mindset, but it's something that you can practice and get better at over time. So that's something that research seems to be, you know, really promising in terms of, I guess, deprogramming is is the word you used, but just, you know, helping kids feel more healthy on social media.
1: Give me a better word for that. What's a better word for that? That one sounds a little too, I don't know.
2: Protective, yeah. (laughs) I'd say it's protective, right, for yeah. A suicide risk over time.
1: Sure,
2: and, and let me give you an example, right? So I've got, and, and sometimes this needs modeling for younger kids. I've got a 13 year old daughter right now, right? So, um, and she loves TikTok. Like right? that's the that's her social media yeah. of choice. And so, I really try hard to get her to think about how it's impacting the way she feels. So I say, you know, who do you follow, and how does it make you feel good about yourself? Does it make you feel bad about yourself? Who are the people that you follow that really inspire you to, you know, be a better person or to help out somebody else, and 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 that's the kind of the pattern that we want people to get into. And it's great if it can occur early in adolescence, where they're really starting to think about those things. But even if you're in emerging adulthood and you're like, "This isn't working for me," well, you know, what is going to work for you? And it might be a different mindset, it might be different patterns, might be different people to follow. But there's absolutely hope.
1: Outstanding. Uh, well listen it's it's an unfortunate discovery, but information is always uh, power and it is always something that we can use to our benefit so uh, Professor, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Thanks for the conversation, the insight, and the advice uh, and we'll take this information and try to uh, make things better for those uh give better advice, give better parenting advice and wherever we can apply it we You're will. Very thanks welcome. again All righty Sarah Coyne, professor of family Life at Brigham Young University and uh, an author of this. Research here regarding uh, young women, uh, longest study of its kind looked at the social media impact of uh, of teenage girls, and there is a relationship between heavy social media use and suicide. We can fix it. Quick break. When we return, we're going to look at the Davis School District and their use of the vaccine. How's it going there in Davis? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.